Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, listeners of Everyday Folks Radio. This is Billy Jones, your host of BJ Speaks, a conversation with, as well as congratulations and Happy New Year to all of you. We have almost made it halfway through at least the first first month of 2018, and it has been so far a really, really good year. Today is Sunday, July 21st, Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m., and if at any time you'd like to speak to me or any of our guests here on the show, you're always welcome to call us at 347-539-5372. Again, that number is 347-539-5372. And if you're a little shy and prefer to be, be a little more discreet and inbox me or message me your request, you may do so at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. That email address, again, is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Or you may send me notices, as you've already been doing and currently doing as we speak, through my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter feeds. Before I begin, I'd like to give a few shout-outs and a few announcements. First, shout-outs to all the teachers who went back to school here in the region Going back to work after the holiday is always exciting, but it also requires us to get back into the rhythm. And I myself have been feeling a little bit under the weather because my body is confused. And hopefully after this week, things will begin to settle. But wishing all those educators back in the respective systems to get back to to things, inspiring and teaching those incredible minds and all the staff who support those institutions too. As well, coming up on behalf of the South Florida Writers Association, of which I'm a proud member, uh, our, the annual, actually eighth annual, Mango Writers Conference is coming up. It is February 17th, which is a Saturday, from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. in Kendall, Florida. For more information, you may visit South Florida Writers Association link on my homepage at billypauljones.com, where you will see the link and uh, and a logo for that particular event and for the association. I'm proud to announce that the association has tapped me to be the keynote speaker for that conference, so I'm very excited as well. And I hope that for those of you who are listening and part of SFWA, I hope I don't let you down, <laughs> but it should be an inspiring moment, not only from me to you, but for you, from you to me. And then lastly, on behalf of Broward College, coming March 19th through the 23rd is the annual Festival of Music, Film, Literature, and Art. And this year's theme is titled Crossing Borders, which ties very nicely with the idea of immigration and what that means pre- and post-colonial America. So there are 13 events that are planned throughout that week in the South Campus, which is Pembroke Pines and Miramar, Florida regions. For more information, I'll be posting that on my webpage under who I'm supporting as well. And then lastly, a few of you have been asking, where is Anika S. with her show, Journey into Passion? Well, she'll be back, I promise. My great colleague who has been inspiring listeners for over two years now with her segment titled Journey into Passion will be convening again at the latter part of the month with a new and exciting series. So do tune in here at Everyday Folks. But enough about that. 
it's all about my amazing and beautiful colleague who is our esteemed guest today. And I'm going to read the bio for her that we posted online. Today it is a pleasure for me to, call, to converse with my colleague, Raquel Bartoli, author of Success Habits, a student's guide to succeeding in school, work, and life. Throughout the span of her career, Raquel has empowered thousands of students and families to tackle challenges head on, from graduating from high school to planning for the future. In her latest work, she provides tips for identifying and developing their own success habits. And again, if you'd like to speak to her, to Raquel or me during our live broadcast, you know how to reach us, but I'll repeat those call-ins or links just one last time, 347-539-5372, or everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. That's everydayfolks with an S. It is plural, at gmail.com. And, of course, my social media feeds. Please welcome my esteemed colleague, Raquel Bartoli. How are Thank you, Raquel? Thank you, Billy. Um, I'm, I'm well. How are you? I am excited because, number one, folks, I have to share, I am biased because this sister is everything. <laughs> and I, I want to start by saying, and I tell you this all the time, but Raquel, I have to tell how we met, and then I'll jump in, let, allow you to chime in. The, we met via electronic two years ago <laughs> through mm-hmm. email at a time when she was promoting her work, the incredible work that she's doing, not only the, from the publishing aspect, but also from her consulting work. And as a result, she's a motivational speaker. She's an independent thinker. She's a creator. She's a writer. She's a counselor. She's an educator. She teaches. So she reached out to me. At the time, we didn't have at the point of which I, I was trying to make some connections for you. But then at the end, what came out of it was a wonderful 2017 Black History Month experience for our scholars at Broward College. Yeah. So you are so awesome. And my students still talk about you to this day, my student leaders who are still around. Especially. I'm so happy to hear that. So, so I really am glad to have you here. And I know that you wrote this book recently, and I had a pleasure reading it. So a lot of folks, obviously, some folks online or listening, wherever they are, may not be familiar with it. So what is Success, success Habits? Well, Success Habits is a, a creation, my creation for students and young adults, students in high school, in college. Um, and the purpose of this book is to help students develop habits that I feel um, will help them to not only be successful in school, but when they go to mm-hmm. college, when they finally land the job of their dreams, when they become that entrepreneur, when they meet the person that they want to spend the rest of their life with, um, my goal in working with students is not just their success right now. I want to meet up with them 15, 20 years from now, and they're still mm-hmm. talking about what they've been able to accomplish because of the habits that they implemented early on. Oh, love it. And I have to share the habits. The book itself, it's writing tone. It is so consumable for a student audience, but it's also a guide and very user-friendly for parents too. And, yes. and my, yes. my question is, what was your writing process like? Because I know that when you first to first start to write a book, it, each writer approaches it differently. So what was your process like? How did you come about making this book, bringing it to fruition, from idea to print? Well, the first thing is I had to think of my <clears> – <throat> 14, 15, 16-year-old self when I was in high school, what are some of the things Mm -hmm. that I wish I had someone pouring into me so that maybe I would have Mm -hmm. made um, some 
some decisions a little differently. And then I thought about the the user, the person who's going to be holding this book in their hand. I thought about what they're going through, some of the current struggles and, and observations and hurdles that the students I work with even right now, what are the things they're facing? So I kind of put what I could have used back in the days plus what students can use right now and kind of put it all together. I made it short enough that, you know, a student mm-hmm. can digest it within one week, honestly. Um, I wanted it to be interactive. So some of the chapters have a, a, a accountability parts where you kind of have to write a reflection or answer, you know, a certain question um, to kind of make you, make you think past just, you know, reading the book. Now, okay, how am I going to apply this? Um, and then I encourage the readers to, you know, um, give me a shout out on Instagram, tagging me, taking a picture of whatever action they're taking, just because I, I think accountability is a huge part. And when you start doing something, it's very easy to kind of give up on it if it's too hard or, you know, you just want to move on to the next thing. But if you have someone cheering you on and say, hey, you know, are you still doing X, Y, Z, then, you know, it, it keeps you in, in, in motion. So so it's been a process, is, but definitely wow. the biggest thing is just thinking about the person who's reading the book and how they can start to apply this these habits to their life. Well, I love the fact, and I have to share this, many often, when, when writers write, and I'll use myself as an example, when I first birthed Everyday Folks, I just wrote these stories about people who live in, in, in South Florida, in Miami at that time primarily, and I just thought mm-hmm. that these stories would resonate with those people. So I was thinking very regionally. But at some point when it came to marketing, I had to have a target. So what you've done, and I want to commend you for this, you already knew your target, and you knew the niche group that you wanted to identify. So therefore, yeah. it made the work in tone very specific and very purposeful immediately from its inception. And so I congratulate you for that in moving forward because really creating guides and manuals that help govern people or at least effectuate change in people's lives, it's no easy feat. And I read your work from cover to cover, and I love the tips. The tips are fun. I was even thinking, gosh, I need to use some of these in my own life right now. I need tips. Because even when we think we've arrived, you know how it is? We need motivation too, Raquel. You motivate me too. (laughs) Yes. But I, I, I have to ask this because all of us, we, we are all driven or inspired by different things. So, what or who inspired you to write this book? Uh, it's really the students that I work with every day and the students who I'm going to continue to work with in the future. Like for me, um, whenever I work with an individual student, young adult, and they're like, they, they have that light bulb moment where they're like, oh, mm-hmm. I can do this. Or, oh, you know, like you helped me to go from here to here. That is like the, the, the biggest thing for me. I, I find the most joy in my work in helping a person shift have a mind shift, have a, a aha moment. So, so it's really just it's the students. It's the students are my my motivation for writing the book, and I definitely wanted um, I wanted something for my kids, my own kids who are um, seven and four right now. When they they get older, mm-hmm. I want them to be able to use this tool, and I want them to see that you know mom mom did something that was outside of her. You know, it wasn't all about me. It was about serving others, and this is how she was able to do it. That is so – that's amazing. And I love the fact that you have children right now, that your very own work is not only a work for the world, but your kids are kind of like these – you know, it's like you have a laboratory in your own backyard as a parent. Exactly. To be able to <laughs> exercise and showcase and demonstrate, hey, I, I'm, 
I'm not just writing this because I want it out there. I'm actually doing these things too. And that, that yeah. means a lot to folks. So you have all these really awesome tips in your book. And these tips are very easy tips, but as everyone imagines, it's easier said than done. So out of all the tips you have, Raquel, which one, and I'm going to ask you to to pinpoint one, okay, maybe even Uh, two, which one or two (laughs) resonate with you the most out of all the tips in the book? Oh, my goodness. Okay. This is really hard. Um, But... Okay, I would say if, 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 I, if I could only choose two, the first one would be around um, chapter two, which is speak to yourself positively. And I mm. choose that one because sometimes I feel like we can be our own worst enemy. Um, mm-hmm. and we can sabotage our future. We can sabotage our current situation based on the way that we talk to ourselves, based on the way that we see mm-hmm. ourselves. So I, I really think it's important for us to take time to make sure that we treat ourselves with love, that we treat ourselves with care, that we're honest with each other, and that even when we find a flaw or, or we find something in ourselves that we don't like, the route should not be that we, we, we continue to talk down to ourselves, but it should be, okay, well, this is my current situation. This is my issue. How am I going to fix it? How am I going to change it? What am I going to do to become a better version of myself? So I think speaking to ourselves mm. positively will really impact our, our ability to move forward and to be successful. So that would be the first one. And I think the next one would probably be perspective. Um, and I, I choose that one because perspective gives you a lot of control over the way that you feel and the way that you handle things. So perspective requires us to pause. It, it requires us to think about things, and that helps us when we're making decisions. So we avoid mm-hmm. making rash decisions or decisions that we regret mm-hmm. if we just take time to stop think about something and and have perspective. So maybe something didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to. And instead of just becoming angry and, 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 you know, just being angry for forever, you know, maybe stop, take some time to, to, to change your perspective. What could I have done differently? Why did this happen? Maybe it happened for a reason. You know, is this the end for me? Maybe not. Maybe I can try again. But perspective just allows us to see things from another person's view, from a different angle, mm-hmm. and it helps us to, like, calm down and say, okay, you know what, it wasn't so bad. I can go back and tackle this again, et cetera. So I think getting to know ourselves and, and being able to practice perspective are, are two really important habits among the other 35 that are there. <laughs> well, I, I have to agree. And when I read the first chapter on really getting to know our, you know, know yourself, I, I couldn't help but have these moments of introspection. And I have these moments even now. Because just what I think I know myself, the world, mm-hmm. I, the influence of external, the external influences of the world also force me to become sometimes someone I do want or do not want to be. So exactly. if, I, if someone asks me who I am, I identify readily as a professional in my professional capacities or in my familial capacities. But when I start looking at myself from outside, and, okay, Billy, who are you really? Mm-hmm. That's a very tough question. And the it more is. that you peer and dig, the more you begin to realize who you really are and what, you, and what your worth is. So I have exactly. to agree with that because I wrote notes in the book. I wrote notes on the Aww. side of the page. <laughs> You know, that this, to say, it. wait a minute, to ask and bring up this point. I'm, I'm literally am looking at it right now. 
And I got to share this to, to listeners, uh, Raquel. You have several questions that are coming in. One of them came from one of my students, actually. Miguel, this is a shout-out to you, one of my English comp students who I met just a week ago. He's listening to the show live, and he wants me to say hi to you. So hi, Raquel. Awesome. Hi, Miguel. Miguel. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Miguel. And I actually have a question. Since these questions are coming in so heavily, I'm going to jump in and out of our questions as well as our dialogue. How about that, Raquel? Sounds good. So, so here we go. Margaret from Miami, Florida, asked the following. In your experience, Raquel, what is the greatest challenge most students face today? Whew. Um, I think number one is uh, social media and their cell phones mm-hmm. and how they use it. That would be uh, number one. And then um, I guess number two would be influence and how, and how easily many students are influenced to make choices that are just not you know, not good choices. But ultimately, number one is um, social media and the cell phones. Like the students are, not all of them, but the majority of the students are addicted to their phone to the point that if a teacher is in the classroom and the teacher says, okay, you know what, your phone is out, I need it, they will they will not give up that phone. Like they'd rather get suspended, you know, you can call my mom, I don't care. They do not want to give that phone away. So, um the cell phone and social media has really taken over our students to a point that it's really hard to to, to challenge. Well said. I, I have to agree. When I walked into class last week for many of my courses, I teach five courses as a full-timer, and when I walk into each class, it's so silent. No one's looking at me. They'll look up, they'll greet me non-verbally, you know, with a good morning or hello or a nod. Mm-hmm. But, but many of my students are busily into their phones. And I yes. remember a time when we were in school, we didn't have this type of distraction. It, either it was an awkward silence or you were conversing or making connections with the person sitting next to you. And so I will yes. agree with you. There are some – those are major challenges, and there needs to be appropriate boundaries set. Not, and it starts at home with the mm-hmm. parents, that, that the boundaries are set so that when you're in social settings or academic settings, that the student knows when to, to turn it on and turn it off. Yeah, exactly. And I had there's one teacher um, that what she does is she has a shoe hanger, those plastic shoe hangers that you can hang on the back Mm -hmm. of your door. And she makes all of her students put their phones in the shoe hanger. Um, And that is her that is her, you know, strategy of limiting the distractions with the students. She even allows them to charge their phones. So they, they give into it because she has, like, a charging station. So she's like, okay, go ahead mm-hmm. and charge your phones, but the phones will stay here from when the bell rings, the last five minutes of class. Everyone, one at a time, when I call your name, you can come up and get your phone. So, you know, teachers oh. are having to be creative in order to keep their students' attention. Even when I've attended over the holiday, I had the pleasure of attending several friends' homes and there, at one home I attended, a friend has, this is a, a phone-free zone. If you would kindly consider placing your phone in this basket or mm-hmm. in your pocket so that way we can enjoy the time together. There was a little sign that read that I just said. I love it. And I was like, oh, how cool is this? I mean, right? how often, even when we're in a social setting, we, we can't help it. And I know I am pretty good. I'm the worst when it comes to phones. Like, I hate to hear it ring, so I put it on silent. And Got it. but I know I need to be more relevant with it because I need to be out there connecting with others. So am I yes. contributing 
<laughs> yes, of course. I think it's yes. just all about a time, like time and place. You know, if we're out to dinner, yeah. I want your attention. Take, let's take this time to talk. And then, you know, when you're home and you're downtime, then, you know, they make your connection, yeah, but it's no, all about knowing no. how to turn on and turn off, and our students don't know how to do that yet. Absolutely. And thank you for that question, Margaret, from right here in our hometown, Raquel. How cool is that? Yeah. Thank There's you, Margaret. There's another question coming in, Raquel. She's, thank you, Margaret, again. And, you know, Nigel from Hollywood, Florida, asked the following, Raquel, is any aspect of your personal life included in the book? Meaning, does it come from personal experience? Yes. I do mention, um, you know, kind of the in, in the chapter that I talk about uh, using your knowing and using your resources. I talk about mm-hmm. the time when my my mom passed away, and I um, I started taking care of my two brothers. So you know, I was already going through my own feelings and emotions with my mom, and it's like, okay, I have my brothers, and I knew that I couldn't do this on my own as far as trying to help them get past you know, what the whole family is going through. So I had to reach out for a resource, which um, thankfully there's a, um, an organization, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but they, pro- mm-hmm. they provide uh, bereavement counseling. So, you know, I talked about how I had to reach out to that resource um, in order to help me. And I focus on resources because students, um, I think they, they need to be aware that there are resources out there to help them, but you have to, to take action and, and get those resources and make those phone calls in order to help you in your situation. So, yeah, I, I do mm. mention parts, of, bits and pieces of my life and choices that I've made and, you know, even distractions that I have with, like, the, you know, using the, the Internet. Like, I'm trying to do one thing, and then I have 500 other web browsers open, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's a mm-hmm. distraction. I can't get my work done. So, yes, I definitely do include bits and pieces of my life in there. In the book, you mentioned the idea about resources in that, in that same chapter. One idea that came out of, out of it for me is the, the fact that our, our resources come in different forms. They can be from technological resources, human resources, resources yes. form as far as services or units in which one can consult or refer to, and, of course, resources including family and friends. And so Correct. each of these, knowing how to balance all of those is important, and knowing when to tap your resource pool for what exactly. it is that you need is significant. But the one thing that I loved, which is the other takeaway, was this. Yes, it's nice to call on others and have a resource, but I need to myself make sure I'm a resource to other people. Very true. And I think that's the piece that, um, that, that I thought was, like, so remarkable. I, I took that away from the piece as well. It's like, wow. I can only – that is automatically done, by the way. It's automatically done when you know and, uh, and understand your own resources because then you start realizing mm-hmm. the value you have with connections with others. So it's almost like an autopilot, if that makes exactly. sense. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, it does. It does very much. <laughs> Thank you, Nigel, for your question because Raquel and I, we're, we're loving the questions, and Raquel, they are not stopping, so we're going to keep rolling with Yay, them. How about I'm that? Yeah, excited. Yes. Bring Very on. excited. This next question is coming from Nancy from Orlando, Florida. Nancy, thank you for listening up in Central Florida. Hope the weather is faring well for you there. Her question is as follows, Ra- Raquel. How have your readers received the book? What are they saying? Um, well, I've been getting pretty good uh, feedback, and I'm always like, are you sure? Do you really like it? Like, I'm one of those people who I like constructive <laughs> criticism, you know, like be honest yes, with me. Do. But um, I had one student, the book was on my desk, and she saw my picture on there. She started freaking out. She was like, oh, my God, you wrote a book, you know. 
Um, and she was going through a tough time. So, you know, I gave her the book and she digested it like over the weekend and she came back and she was like, there's so much good content in there that she doesn't even know where to start. Um, but I've been getting really good feedback and, and the feedback that I'm getting is the feedback that I really wanted to hear that, you know, it's, it's short enough to be digested quickly. And I, I work with students, so I know often either they don't have the time to read or it's not a priority or they just don't like to read. So while well, one of my focuses was making it small enough, manageable, manageable enough that, you know, they can actually read through the whole thing. Another thing that I've been hearing is that, you know, it's, it's, it's witty with the little memes that I included in there. Um, <laughs> and the part where, and then the part where there's, you know, a space for you to reflect or answer questions. So the feedback has been really good so far, um, and I'm definitely open to more feedback, you know, if there's anything I should change going forward in the future. Um, but so far, so good. So I'm really, really excited about what this book has the, the potential to do and, and impact lives. I, and I have to agree. Uh, Nige, uh, Nancy, the, the, the idea that um, readers – it's funny. Readers are very interesting. Even in my own world, Raquel – I've I've gotten there's a far greater there's obviously the intent mm-hmm. but you sometimes get the haters the haters come through <laughs> and mm-hmm. the one thing I do I, you have to you it's so exciting and yes we're open to that criticism at least this is I'm only speaking for me but sometimes I'm like oh gosh I have to go peek at the negative oh my goodness I have to go look because there's yeah. also value in knowing that constructive criticism but I will say as your colleague that what you've done is amazing the cover the colors are beautiful. You're beautiful. I thank you. Because you are a brand. You are the brand, and your name is quite memorable. And a lot of authors, especially first-time authors, they they often miss that mark and creating a, a, a look, an image that resonates in the minds of its readers. If I saw your book, and I have, you know, you see it on the shelf somewhere, you see it online through Amazon and what have you, it catches one's attention. And so kudos um, to you for that. And Thank you. I appreciate it. specifically, because that doesn't, that probably was no easy task. That's actually as hard as it is writing the book. Exactly. Coming with the marketing <laughs> aspect, you know? Yes. And the yes. next question and it's, comes and it's still from fairly Daniela new. So. Yes. But you know what, though? It's very new, but it's, and folks, by the way, it's, I, I should share this for Raquel. Anytime we have a listener on air, what we do on, on my webpage is I have a page titled Who I'm Supporting. And on that page, I provide a link, a visual link to any of our guests and anything that they're doing. So we cleaned up that archive recently, so now it's a lot more consumable and friendly, and we're going to be adding Raquel to that link as well, so that if you'd like to pick up the book or follow her, whatever her feeds are, that link will provide all access to all roads that lead to Bartoli. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. So that's Thought I would throw that awesome. in while we're on it. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And our next question comes in from Daniela from Daisy, Florida. Thank you for listening, Daniela. Here's the question, Raquel. Of the challenges you present in the book, do you feel that both boys and girls or men and women have the same type of challenges or are the challenges gender specific? Uh, Nope. These challenges pertain to every single person Um, no matter Mm -hmm. if you're female or male. And even when designing the book cover, um, the other option was kind of like a fuchsia pink color. And everyone, Mm -hmm. when I asked for feedback, everyone was picking that one. 
But a part of me was saying, you know what, if a boy picks up this book and sees this ink on there, I'm going to miss him. You know what, I'm going to miss the opportunity to pour into him. So I picked the blue um, for the success habits to make sure that it was, you know, if a girl sees it, she sees me on there. So it's obviously a book for a girl, you know, maybe that's what they're thinking. But then the blue makes a, a, a guy feel like, okay, it's comfortable. There's not pink on there. So, yes, my book is open um, and t- is open to teaching both boys and girls all of the, the habits, um, you know, they're for everyone. And, and when I was done writing the book, I was like, man, there's some adults that could probably benefit from this book. Because some of the chapters, I'm like, you know, these are still things that I'm working on, still things that, you know, I might be doing it great one day, but then I, you know, go the other way the other day. So, yes, this book is for everyone. Wonderful. I, I And I agree after reading it. Uh, I will share, Daniela, it is for everyone. And I encourage you to pick up a copy or two or three or four and give them out yeah. because I think that it's applicable to a variety of, of individuals. So it's not just exclusive to the classroom. I think there are applica- uh, applications, direct ap- applications to a variety of lifestyles and interests. Great yes. point. And I think it's a Our great tool that even Hill. teachers can use. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Yes. No, no, you go ahead, please. I would love to hear what you guys said. You said that it was a great point no, for no. teachers. Yes, I think it's a great tool for teachers um, to use as a bell ringer because the chapters are so short. And I say this because I know that students, when they're in school, they're, get, they're getting pounded with testing, with, you know, reading, mm-hmm. with math, with science. And we leave very little room to work on soft skills, to work on habits, to work on the essential pieces that you need in order to really thrive in life. Like, it's great if you have a a high SAT, ACT score and you get accepted into Harvard, but if you're struggling with your self-esteem, if you're struggling to make connections, if you're struggling to take care of yourself, if you're struggling with your self-worth, how likely are you to, to thrive and to succeed and graduate? So I think this is also a great tool for teachers to be able to use as a bell ringer with their students so that they are able to pour into them when it comes to these soft skills, habits, and things that they really right. need in order to be successful. That's a great, great recommendation. And I, I moving forward, the questions that are coming in, oh, my goodness, they're amazing. And now they're coming from out of state as well. So just FYI, Raquel. The next one okay. comes from Donald, still in our own backyard from South Florida, from Miramar, Florida, and he asked the following question. What do you hope the book will do for its readers? Well, I hope to, even if it's one small change, and, and you know, when I'm speaking to a large audience um, of students, my goal is always even if it's just one, because, you know, some students are going to pay attention, some are not, but even Mm -hmm. if it's just one student, so with my book, even if it's just one habit that is going to, you know, transcend into the future and they're going to be able to say, listen, because of Chapter 13, which talks about forgiveness, I was able to forgive this person in my life who did this to me, and because I removed that hurdle, I was able to move forward. So, you know, there's 35 habits in there, and I know that, you know, they probably won't be able to implement all of them, but I want them to be knowledgeable. I want them to at least read it, to know about it, and mm-hmm. if they can, mm-hmm. you know, include one habit in their daily routine, that would, you know, make me feel like job well done. Well, wonderful. Sinclair from ATL, Atlanta, Georgia, asked the following. I'm an educator who has been in the industry for over 15 years. I, too, would like to write a book but don't know where to begin. Any tips are greatly appreciated. 
Yes. Um, kudos to you. I think you should do it. Matter of fact, you better do it because uh, keeping what you have inside of you and that passion is considered selfish. So we don't want to be selfish yeah. people. And number two, I think the best thing to do is just think about your audience. If you were doing a book talk right now and you had your audience in front of you, what would they look like? How old would they be? What are their needs? And at the end of the day, when they read your book and they close your book, how will, the, how will their life change? What answers will you have delivered to them? So it's always thinking about the end users. How do you want them to feel when they're reading your book? You know what I mean? When they talk to someone else about your book, what are they saying? So that will definitely drive you when it comes to your content. Always think about your end user and what you want them to say at the end of the day when they close your book. And also, and I'll add to what she beautifully stated, another idea, Sinclair, schedule time to write, because very often we get caught up in the minutia of life. And if you're mm-hmm. not scheduling time to be creative, even if it's just jotting ideas and making a timeline, because there are times you get writer's block and stuff just, just doesn't flow, but you have to make time to write. And even if you do it seasonally, it's fine if you get the three or four month hiatus as some can or wish they could. But in truth, you should always be moving forward with your work and setting setting milestones and celebrating those milestones as well, right, Raquel? There are moments when you're writing this thing, it's like, oh, my gosh, I wrote the first two chapters. It's very invigorating. (laughs) So When I was writing my book, I I compared it to, like, having a baby and then, you know, waiting the nine, (laughs) ten months and then delivering the baby. It really is a process, but, um, you know, like – like Billy said, celebrate those milestones, you know, have someone read your chapters as you're going. And uh, another tool that you can use is um, uh, on Google, you can like, you know, basically talk your book out, you know, just record what you're saying, have it transcribed, because some people prefer to, you know, to talk or speak versus writing. um, And that'll help you through the process a little bit quicker as well. And Grace from Norfolk, Virginia asked the following. This question is funny, Raquel, because it's something we were talking about prior to the show. How do you balance your career with family and personal life? Any suggestions? Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm just going to be honest, by the grace of God, because I really do, I really do wear multiple hats. Um, and not to brag, I've just been blessed. And, and at the end of the day, when, when, when I speak to someone, they're like, man, you do a lot of things. My motto is all roads lead to student success. So um, I'm a high school guidance counselor. I'm an adjunct professor at Miami-Dade College. I'm a professional speaker. I'm an author. And then I'm a student success coach. And then all the other hats that we wear is being a mom, a wife, and, you know, a friend. And um, really it's just, you know, I I pray about balance. I I pay attention to my schedule. I use a, a hand calendar. I use Google Calendar, and I definitely pencil in um, time with my family when prioritizing my time. Like, okay, this weekend we had a long weekend. On what day are we going to spend time together? When my kids are taking a nap, I do work. So it's it's definitely finding those little pockets of time. Sometimes on my lunch break, I, I you know I eat and I work. Um, but because I'm so passionate about what I do, it doesn't feel like work. And I think that's what makes it easier for me. I love doing this. I love working with students. I love speaking. You know, I love connecting. And because I love it so much, it's it's hard to say, you know, I want to give up or this is too hard. So you definitely Mm. have to be passionate about what you're doing to stick in it, you know? Absolutely. And I 
I, I thought it was well said, stated what you just said. You have to love what you do. And because when you love what you do, the, the rest follows. The checks follow. All the opportunities come. You have to love exactly. what you do and do it well and not be in, – in the time flies. And it does fly when you're having fun. So definitely we do recommend those. It does. And then the years do as well. I mean, just yesterday I was 25, Raquel, and now I'm right? probably 26. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. So, you know how it is, you know, at a certain point you start going backwards in time. But you're exactly. as young as you feel. Exactly. But if someone's your writing and your creativity, you know, so, yes. Grace, we do hope that, who knows, you know, Raquel, now this, this, this just gave me an idea that perhaps, you know, Raquel, you know, success habits for the, for the, for the parent mind, for the adult mind, for the child yes. mind. I mean, yes. I can see you're, a whole you're on board with me. I'm, I'm working on parents next. Parents are, oh, are definitely good. my next. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's really awesome. You heard that, Grace? So make sure you pick that one up, too, when it's out. <laughs> so Craig from Alabama asked the following. So I'm going to read it slowly because it's a little thicker than the previous questions. For the past two years, I've had the inspiration to write a book. However, after listening to your show now, I'm getting the motivation that I truly need. So I'll read your book. But how do you pace yourself during the writing process? It's the same way you eat an elephant, and I know this joke is not funny. You eat an elephant one bite at a uh-huh. time. So the book oh, is the same way. It's the same way. You yeah. just have to create your schedule, and if you say, okay, I'm going to complete one chapter a month, then it's one chapter a month. You, you take out two Saturdays, you go to Starbucks, you shut down, and you just you know, chop chop away at it. You, it's literally like a process, mm-hmm. and you know sometimes you'll miss it. Sometimes a month goes by and you didn't do anything, but know that it's okay because you still, you know, this is it's, it's a process at the end of the day. But it's really like you said, though, you have to schedule the time and be kind with yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't meet a goal, it's okay. Yeah. You still have next month. You still have next week. So you just got to do it. Right. Start take that pen, take you that paper, and start pouring your 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 thoughts out onto that paper. Definitely. And, and and just an idea, Craig, I love the metaphor that Raquel used about, you know, eating, biting off the elephant one piece at a time. Make sure you don't choke, though, because you've got to make I sure know, the right? pipes are consumable. So you've got to make sure you're able to do what you can within the time you have about it because you have to be realistic with yourself. And Raquel mm-hmm. addressed that already. And I just have to concur. You got to you can't bite off more than you can chew. If not, you'll choke. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, but it will get done. If you have the drive and the passion, it shall be. Our next question comes from Glenda right back here in our own backyard, Raquel. She asks, Has your, have your family and friends read the book? And, and if so, what do they think? Yes. Uh, many of my family members have read the book. Some of them have skim read it. Some of them have not read it at all. Um, but I don't know if it's because they're family. They're like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. Oh, my God, the students mm-hmm. love your book. But you know, it's 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 been all positive love. It's all it's all been good, you know. And I know eventually someone will come along the way and say, you know, something negative, and I'm ready for it. But I've been lifted mm-hmm. so high and been given so much positive feedback that you know, if the negative comes, it's all good. I have enough cushion. Um, but mm-hmm. yes, I do have family members and friends who've supported me. They've purchased my book. They've left, you know, some reviews on Amazon, still pending some reviews. Um, but it's been really, it's been better than I, better than I expected, honestly. 
And I need to go, you just reminded me of something. I need to go on Amazon and make a comment. I definitely need to yes, do that. Yes, please. That's Super important. important. Oh, please remind me, if you will. I'm I asking will. You, we're talking now as if we're not even on the air. But if I, I know. No, I'm going to send favor, you an email. You're going to get a notice. An email, a text, what have you. Because we definitely want people to know. I definitely want to get my feedback, which I think is, which is, which is so true. And that is, the book is worth picking up, folks. So definitely pick it up. And this goes in line with what Tom has to say. Tom from Memphis, Tennessee. Actually, it's a comment, not even a question, Raquel. I thought it was a beautiful comment. As a motivational speaker, any hopes? Actually, it is a question. Any hopes of visiting our school district in Memphis, Tennessee, anytime soon? We'd welcome you. I think you, you're doing what you're doing is impressive. Yes, Tom. I would love to come to Memphis, Tennessee and connect with your students and your parents and your faculty. We can do like the whole shebang. I'm a talker. My husband, he always tells me, he's like, you, you know, you're in the right job because sometimes you don't be quiet. But I mean, well, like I just, I love empowering people. I love helping people think outside of the box. It's like, it's really like a drug. To me, you know what I mean? Like, oh, my God, you know, I, I, I just mm-hmm. got a scholarship and we're having a dance and doing all this funky stuff. And so, yes, Tom, I'd love to come to your school, um, to your district. Um, if we can connect, shoot me an email. Yes, yes, yes. I am, I'm super happy to do that. And I have to share, Tom, you, you messaged me this request. Please let me know because I can't quite get is what your, your Facebook notice is, so I don't want to link on to someone who, or a page that I'm unfamiliar with. So you could send me a light request, and then I'll bridge you to Raquel. Definitely, I would love to see you support her in bringing her out to your region. I've had the pleasure of having her speak at Broward College, uh, which is one of the nation's largest community colleges in America, with over 66,000 students. And she has inspired and invigorated, moved students to that. This was May, Mar- this is February 2017, and we're now nearing February 2018, and students are still speaking of her incredible words. So definitely I encourage you to support her. And, of course, if there is some incentive for supporting her, because as you can imagine, as authors and educators traveling, these things could get costly. Your support and in-kind services in that regard would be appreciated. Awesome. So Thank the next you. question is coming from Nellie from Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay, so this is a big one. Here goes. There is a shortage of educators in America, and we need to work harder to encourage the younger generation to pursue careers as educators as we have. What do you recommend in order to address this? I know it's a tough question, but I thought it would be great to ask for your (laughs) advice, B.J. and Raquel. Well, I think... Thank you, Nellie. We're going to try. Right? (laughs) There's so many moving pieces to this, but, you know, thank God we have organizations like Future Educators of America. Um, But, you know, it's about being a mentor to these students. If you're a teacher and you love what you do, even with the struggles that come along with being a teacher, um, you know, being a mentor to other students that you feel have that type of potential. Sometimes students need to be told their potential because they don't realize it in themselves. So if you see a student in the classroom who's, like, always willing to help others, always willing to support others, just being that leader, sometimes you have to plant those seeds and say, you know, based on what I'm observing, I know you would be a great professor. I know you would be an awesome teacher. Mm. You know, you're so kind. I know you would do great with kindergarten, with first grade, et cetera. So I think as, as educators and teachers, sometimes we just have to plant the seed and see where that seed goes. 
Um, and I know having programs in school, for a perfect example is myself, um, uh, I attended Miami Southridge Senior High School, and we had an early childhood education program where there were actually mm-hmm. little kids at our school. And that's when the I had my aha moment as a high school student. When I took that class and I was working with these four- and five-year-olds, I was like, oh, my God, this is what I want to do. And it was in that class mm-hmm. my teacher, she said, you know, there Miami-Dade College has a program. You do two years there, and then you can transfer to FIU, Barry, et cetera, and you get your bachelor's degree, and, and you can be a teacher. And it, that was it for me. I was like, I'm done this is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. So, you know, they have to, the exposure is important, planting those seeds, helping them to see their potential. And, um, you know, I think being in a classroom with a creative and fun teacher makes a difference as well. A teacher who can make those connections that shows the support because, you know, it feels good to be around someone who's, you know, fun, engaging, et cetera. So I think that's just a little part of it. I know there's so much more to it. That's a great response. I, I I just I'll add this two comments. One, you and I went to rival high schools. I'm a Miami Killian graduate. Oh wow! <laughs> so but we love part, each other so much. Exactly. <laughs> That's this is why we this is why it works, you know. And then secondly, <laughs> I I have to add to what you said earlier because everything you said was great. It starts with us as teachers who we see ourselves mm-hmm. because if we're showcasing the, the 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 passion and we're showing that we enjoy the job, then what happens next? The students ask. Why did you become a teacher? How did you choose to do what you're doing? Because I get that question mm-hmm. a lot. And that definitely you have to be ambassadors of our own industry. Does that make sense? And I don't yes, think we does. do that enough sometimes. And so, Nellie, exactly. I feel that that's something I'm sure you may do, but it's also something we need to encourage of our own, and that is show folks the value of what it means to be an educator and how you can effectuate change in others. It starts with self. I thought it was definitely. just a little point to add. But we have a few, we have 15 minutes left. Can you believe this, Raquel? This show has been amazing. I know, it's going by so quick. 15 minutes left, and there are like eight questions, so I'm going to try to fit them all in. Thank you all for listening, by the way. I didn't even give the call number online because the questions were that good, and Raquel's that awesome. I just thought we'd go with the tool and be organic. No, this is good. So thank you, Raquel, because it all started with you. So here's our next question. Tiffany from Miramar, Florida, asked the following. So what's in store for you, Raquel, in 2018? What's next in your lineup of activities? Ah, my goodness. All right. So I I, I keep going and going and going. Um, Thank God I have the ability (laughs) to do so. But um, I recently released um, a coloring book that is called I Am My Affirmations. It's a coloring book to empower women and girls all over the world. Um, So I'm in in the process of promoting that book as well. That was um, created actually out of fun because my daughter loves to color. She's not a, a baby doll, mm-hmm. you know, Barbie type of mm-hmm. little girl. She loves to color. Mm-hmm. She loves artwork. Um, and I, I am big on, you know, speaking positively. And in the morning while I'm doing her hair, we always go over our affirmations. So, you know, with uh, um, an artist, we kind of put this book together. Um, it's on um, Amazon. Check it out. It's a really great book, again, for, for little kids as, as young as, you know, elementary school to women who are, you know, just, you know, need that self-esteem steam booster and like to color, and it's just a, a fun exercise. Um, and I will continue to speak at, you know, high schools, middle schools, colleges, organizations, 
Um, I, I, I work with students, um, coaching them. Right now I have some students that were, were working on their scholarship, so that's a lot of fun going through that process and helping them to get as much money as they can uh, to pay for college, and um, I'm just going to keep, keep going. So I'm looking for more opportunities to connect with different colleges, high schools, middle schools, um, and that's what I'll be doing. Oh, wow, and I have to share, we, there, are, there are adult coloring books, so what you're doing also can connect with that as well. And I think exactly. that many times folks don't realize that the creative arts have value. And you've done, you're taking the creative arts, giving it one of our, our childhood pastimes, giving it a new voice with a very strong message in our now, our contemporary, post-contemporary time. So congratulations with exactly. you. And that means you'll be Thanks. back on Everyday Folks for another conversation. Maybe we'll do, yeah. you know, Raquel, I was just saying, Maybe we could do a coloring session. I have an adult coloring session and an idea where we, we converse about the messages as we're coloring and looking at your work. That is a cool yeah. idea. I and love I'd like it. To get I love it. To women, women and girls alike. And I'm sharing this, folks, as a little challenge because during the year for everyday folks, we're going to be doing all kinds of things and hopefully giving you spot outs. Spot outs meaning little video segments where you can actually see us live while we're hosting some of these shows or at least engage with us via a meetup. You know, like like YouTubers do meetups, so so can podcasters. So exactly more to come on that. And I think Raquel would be a great addition to that team. So more to come, Raquel. We'll converse offline on that. Back to (laughs) Denver from Trenton, New Jersey. Oh, that's interesting. Denver from Trenton, New Jersey. How interesting. (laughs) Have any celebrities read your book? And if so, have you thought of partnering with one of them to further your work? Um, Alonzo Morning has read some of my book. Um, Have we partnered? Yes. Um, I've actually um, been a panelist for Zoe's Youth Summit, um, and Mm -hmm. we were talking about financial literacy uh, with the students and, you know, just basically how to navigate your finances even when you're in high school. So it was really great meeting with him and taking the pictures and him loving what I, you know, the work that I've created. And uh, they purchased several copies of my book to give it out as like a prize for the students who were answering questions. And a lot of the students came up to me. Some of them are interested interested in writing their own books, which is really, really amazing. Um, so, yeah, so just Alonzo morning so far, and um, I'm looking forward to, to, you know, new opportunities that come about. Mm, wonderful. And, folks, I've seen the pictures. She, what Raquel is saying is true. If you go to her, her webpage, which I'll provide on my link, and she'll share it at some point at the end of the show, but you should go look. There are pictures with her standing with the amazing Alonzo morning who does impressive work. And I always say great minds think alike. So it was just beautiful to see you both in that picture. And it looked like you were at Miami-Dade College. That scene was in the red room at Miami-Dade College. Yes, yes. we were at, uh, I think it was a Wolfson campus off the top of my head. Yeah, you were Um, at the Wolfson campus. But, yes, it was at MDC. Mm -hmm. It was wonderful, beautiful photo. And, folks, it's a reminder that folks, you know, near and far, you know, from every day to extraordinary, they're looking at the work of Bartoli and what she's doing with success habits. So definitely a great question. Our last few questions, we're going to try to squeeze them in. One is from Roberto from Orlando, Florida. And this question is a good one, I feel. How do we inspire you to succeed and be happy in an area where all-time fears about war and political corruptions are so prevalent? Hmm, that is a deep question, and um, I would say, because I think there's several layers to that, 
it really helping our students to know what their focus is. You know what I mean? As much as Mm -hmm. there's controversy on social media and the TV, et cetera, like you can't get away from it sometimes, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, what is your focus? And you got to put the blinders on sometimes, and those blinders mm-hmm. need to, to, to block out the negativity, block out those things that are trying to take your attention, and focus on what it is that you want. You know, And I love the reverse right. model of achieving your goals. So you start, you kind of look at yourself in the future. Ten years from now, this is what I'm doing. Now let's reverse that and see what I have to do in order to achieve that. So instead of spending my time, and maybe some of my time needs to be um, focused on those things that are going on, but not not focused on becoming angry, not focused on, you know, taking the Twitter and Facebook and, 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 and these social media platforms to, to rant, but how am I going to be – a person who contributes to the solution. You know what I mean? What can mm. I do in my community yeah. to help? What can I do in my school to help? What can I do in my church to help? What can I do? I mean, and, and, and use the social media platforms to share what you're doing and, and let that be your focus. So it's, it's, it's a part of, you know, putting your blinders on, staying focused on what you want to do, your end goal, and keeping in that direction. And obviously having people around, mentors, teachers, parents, who care enough to push them back on that path when they seem to be going astray. Mm, Well said. And I always say, I say this to my students all the time, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. So action is important. Mm. And I think that what you mentioned is so true. We have to be stronger than our excuses which is out my senior mm-hmm. for 2018. And I bought it on a poster that I, that I placed at my home gym because I need motivation in that regard, too. So, <laughs> so maybe you'll buy, write a book about me for I that. I love it. But on, right. but on a serious tip, though, it is true. We have to be stronger than our excuses. And so, therefore, we can make time to do other things. We can make time to effectuate change. Mm-hmm. And here's Definitely. another question. It, this one is a really good question, and I want to read it very slowly. And it's from ladies from Pooler, Georgia. Thank you for listening, ladies. It's nice to hear from an educator who not only talks the talk, but also walks the walk. You are an inspiration, Raquel. How do you stay motivated through it all? Even the motivators need motivating sometimes. Just curious mm-hmm. to know your secret to success in that regard. Wow. Uh, thank you for that question. And just to to mention that in, in the book, Chapter 15 is know where to find your motivation and use it because, yes, it is so true. Even those who are motivating others need to be motivated. So I I have a network of people that I love and care for, um, friends and family, very small but those are my, my people that I go to whenever I want to tap out, whenever I'm struggling, whenever I'm going through whatever it is. I have that small clique of people, my squad, um, that I know they will um, uplift me, they will keep me in check, they will remind me of where, to, where I need to go to first, and, and I have a relationship with the Lord, so sometimes I have to be reverted back to speaking to him first before making my decision. So I think it's so important to have a network of people that are authentic, that are true, that will be there for you, you know what I mean, till the day you die, and, and you yep. need to reciprocate. You, you need to be that person to them as well. 
So ultimately, that's where my motivation comes from. I know the people I can email, text, call, even if it's at 2 o'clock in the morning, and say, this is going on, and I know that they're going to be there for me. And then I also use other resources. Sometimes I just need to go to YouTube and find one of those videos where there's like a guy in his boxing gloves and the guy in the background, he's got that deep voice, and he's telling you, get off the couch. And, (laughs) you know, I I have different resources of motivation. Sometimes I just got to look at my kids. Sometimes I just have to say, man, I am so lucky to be in this position because I know that there are people who would – switch places with me in 2.2 seconds. And and that helped mm. me to get out of that zone of I'm sad, things didn't go the way I wanted to, et cetera. I'm always reminded that there is someone right now who would easily take my spot because their situation is 10 times worse than mine. So I use a combination mm. of things, um, you know, just being able to wake up, you know. There's some people who don't, you know, my children are, are healthy. I'm given this opportunity and I, I, I need to be so grateful that, you know, I just keep, I keep, I keep moving forward, but I do have my moments, but I know where to get that motivation to put me back on track. Mm. And I, and I, I'll share that question. What a great way to end our dialogue because Definitely. at the end of the day, you proved it. You mean the ultimate truth. It starts right in your own backyard, Raquel and knowing who you are and centering yourself in that and having yourself centered in the right things. And when we look at the idea of right versus wrong, there, there are all types of perspectives as it applies. It's very subjective how we look at that. But ultimately, yep. when you're looking at the idea of truth, there's only truly one right, one, one way right or wrong in order to go on a circumstance. And so it's, yep. it's evident. You've chosen the right path. And I'm just so mm-hmm. proud of all that you've accomplished and yet Thank to accomplish. You. And I just want to remind folks that Barakel Bartoli's work, Success Habits, is available at where books are sold. It's on Amazon, right? And, we're in, yeah. and, and please, folks, please make sure when you get the work, shoot me an email or a text or a text via social media so I can camp you on to Raquel. So that way she knows as well. Let her know what you think, show your love and support and give your feedback. We want all positive and constructive. This is accepted too. Yes. And above all, be honest you have now. to get a connection. <laughs> be honest. And we know you do because we, we, that's one yes. thing they're true with it here at Everyday Folks. But also awesome. too, for my Memphis colleague out there, if you'd like to reach Ma- Raquel, do camp on to her, her feeds, which I'll place on my own page. So that way we can get her out among, outside of our own region and letting you all see what we so graciously enjoy about her here. And so, Raquel, I say congratulations on all that you're doing. This is not your last time being on Everyday Folks, so I will have you back. And I just want to awesome. say thank you for your time, taking time out of this weekend in order to reflect and share your extraordinary contribution. Awesome. And I thank you, Billy. Thank you for even considering me to to be on this platform with you. And I thank your audience for, for their awesome questions. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I'm going to call my husband now and tell him how much fun this was uh, speaking to you guys and talking to you guys. Um, so this is definitely the highlight of my day. This is the positive of my day. So I'm truly, Aww. truly thankful. You are very welcome. And I want you to enjoy the rest of your weekend, okay? Okay, awesome. Thank you, guys. So, folks, there you have it. Today was a great conversation with the amazing author, Raquel Bartoli. I just want to remind individuals that this weekend and tomorrow is a day of reflection on the late yet great Dr. Martin Luther King. And so even though tomorrow it's an extended weekend for some, 
We always say it's a day on versus a day off. So if you'd be interested in get, getting out to your in your community, helping restore park, donating your time at a, at a at a food bank, whatever the need or wherever the need may be, serve and get out and show the world that it is truly a day on, not just a day off. On behalf of our Everyday Folks family, I thank you for listening to our shows and in particular to this segment and supporting Raquel Bartoli. Please tune in for more exciting shows. We have one next Sunday at 3 p.m., and I can't share more what it's about, but if you peek by Tuesday on my social media feeds, you will get a sense of what it's about. But each Sunday we will be coming more, coming back to you with more shows. Thank you for all your love and support. Until we meet again, take care of yourselves and enjoy the rest of the weekend. Take care.